Well, it certainly is good to be together as God's people this day. And for those of you who have traveled some miles to be with us, we, we thank you. Uh, we're privileged that you would, you would welcome, uh, we would be able to welcome you here with us this morning. On this anniversary Sunday, this is, a, this is the fourth of five anniversary Sundays that we're celebrating uh, throughout this anniversary year. Today, celebrating our heritage in, in worship with uh, Pastor Diebenthaler being able to be with us and give us a presentation later, uh, a, a wonderful lunch that we'll share together in the fellowship of the church, and to celebrate then, too, this Reformation Day, which is our heritage. It's so good to see many of you wearing red. I know you're wearing red for this day, this, this Reformation Sunday. Just know that I, I don't have a red shirt that I could wear. The only red shirt I have says, Thing 2 on it. From Dr. Seuss. Yeah, and you know who Thing 1 is, right? So uh, I, you didn't th- I didn't think you wanted me to, s- you didn't want to see a Thing 2 through my robe this morning. So I didn't wear a red shirt. And, uh, you know, okay, the color is, is red. But what defines us in our, in our heritage isn't a color of any kind. It's the living faith that we have. A living faith of us as God's people, the bride of Christ, for 250 years that's been lived out and proclaimed. For 500 and plus years in the churches of the Reformation, that's been lived out and proclaimed. And so we too, as God's people, have this opportunity to live out and proclaim our heritage. The heritage of Christ Jesus, who gave himself for each one of us, that we would have a place in the kingdom. Bound in Jesus Christ, built on the foundation of this heritage we have, this this faith, this Grace that God's given to us. We like, uh, we like trees rooted in, in righteousness have sprung forward now with that truth for many, many, many generations. And we've had a chance to pass down uh, like a, a tree uh, sheds its, its seeds, its buds, uh, it, uh, all the things that allows it to grow more trees than what I'm trying to say. Uh, it, it, it goes across the wind, across the nations, across the world. And in that heritage that we know in Christ Jesus, we'll meet people in eternity who we'll never have a chance to to meet here on earth, but we'll be gathered around the throne with them. So what a day to celebrate the blessings that we know in Christ Jesus. What that means for us is to look back into our heritage a little bit as we look forward that the truths that we've been given are passed forward in faith, through faith. Through the conveying of that faith, a faith that comes to us by the power of God's word, the washing of waters for renewal and baptism, is strengthened in us when we come together for communion, enjoyed among each other in the fellowship of his body, and even when we're challenged as God's people to continue that mission message as that goes across the globe for people who don't yet know Jesus Christ. It's celebrated in our Reformation heritage. And it's celebrated among us as a people where, uh, where, where sometimes objects, as important as they are, overshadow the reason for those objects. And I'm not saying that we're doing that here at Bethany. We are blessed to have this historic site called Trinity. We really are. It's rare in the church for a congregation to be able to have a facility to worship in and then another one that celebrates its rich heritage and history. It's good. But that, those objects don't define us, do they? Being a Lutheran doesn't define me. 
The faith in Jesus Christ, now that's who I am, and I happen to enjoy that and express that through Lutheran theology and the heritage that I enjoy, and even in a congregation that celebrates 250 years. But what, what our lives are rooted, built, grounded upon is a relationship with the one Savior who is Jesus Christ, who came for the whole world to forgive their sins, and for all who know him would know his salvation. So as we celebrate today in all of the ways of our heritage and how that's celebrated and passed down among us, let's, let's go back to this idea that we've been exploring these last weeks of being a trustee. And this really fits in for Reformation Sunday, for an anniversary Sunday, where we are entrusted with that which we've been given today, managing life and all of its resources to the glory of our saving God so that even others after us might know then the blessings of a living relationship with Jesus Christ and the blessings of a healthy, vibrant, mission-driven congregation and the, the years that follow where more and more people out of that mission would know Jesus Christ. Let's go back to this idea of being a trustee, someone, each one of us, who have been entrusted with the very blessings of the kingdom of God in our own lives because he finds us trustworthy. That's what faith does, right? Faith finds us trustworthy because he is trustworthy. We know that a relationship is grounded in a relationship out of trust. Our Heavenly Father, who is trustworthy, entrusts us as trustees. We discovered that these last weeks, that there's a whole bunch of of goodies that the Lord gives to us in our lives, a bag of, of, of gifts, and to discover those gifts and use and employ those, those gifts as he gives us a purpose in our life and living. His purpose, his kingdom. And so we have the opportunity to exercise that unto the praise and glory of the Lord. Today, as we hear, we hear the word of Jesus in the gospel, let's, uh, let, let's think about this for us. That as a trustee in a relationship with my heavenly father, I'm called to trust him and in that trusting Oftentimes, he challenges me. He challenges me. When I was a little boy, and I found this picture that helped me put this together in my thoughts. When I was a little boy, my dad would, would, would raise me up on his palm uh, over his head. And he'd ask me, do you trust me? Sure. You're my dad. I trust you. And he'd say, okay, here we go. And he'd push me up in the air. And I would leave his grip and then he'd catch me when i came down challenging for a little boy certainly the first time <laughs> after the first time oh okay this ends well good let's do it again dad <laughs> right it's still a challenge but you know the end result we know the end result of our heavenly father he's promised to be with us wherever we go in his son jesus he's promised to bless us more than even the birds of the field or, 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 or provide for us more than the flowers of the field. In all of Solomon's glory and splendor, even, the Lord provides more for us. And he does that unto eternity. If he does that unto eternity, we know that he's trustworthy here these days. But yet it's a challenge, isn't it? All right. Jesus speaks to this in John chapter 8, verses 31 to 42. Join me in your scriptures if you have your Bibles with you today. As we hear, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Well, I want to be a disciple of the Lord. You do too. He's called us into his 
kingdom, to be followers of him. So, Lord, what is that teaching? Even as challenging as it might be for me, that you call me out in faith and trust as a trustee of your kingdom to the world. Because he says, then you will know the truth, and that truth will set you free. Infer, inferring that there's something that's not, uh, inferring that there's something that's keeping us from being free, that I'm not free. And he goes into this. There, the, the Jews who heard Jesus responded, well, we are Abraham's descendants. That was their first response. Good, good. You've got a rich heritage. You come from Abraham and his promises the Lord gave to him and his children's children. Good, celebrate that. But heritage does not save you. And in fact, the heritage that you're expressing right now is causing you to not recognize Jesus as the promised Messiah. And they respond to Jesus and say, well, we've never been slaves of everyone. Well, really? Let's go back here a little bit in your history. Remember Egypt? (laughs) A long time you were slaves in Egypt. What about the Assyrians who took over your northern kingdom? And And then the Babylonians, who enslaved you for 70 years, you southern kingdom people. Now you've got the Romans living among you. What about them? And let's not even talk about earthly armies and enslavement in that way. Let's talk about spiritual bondage. Do you know me and recognize me as the Messiah? Will you follow me as your Lord? And when you're challenged in your faith, will you keep to the course? How can you say that we shall be Set free, they ask Jesus. And when you hear that question, what do you hear? How would you respond? I don't need to be set free from anything. My first response, my kind of gut reaction. Really? Well, let's dig a little deeper. Hmm. How often do I rely on my heritage without thinking about what that heritage means Well, I'm saved because I know Jesus Christ, but that salvation challenges me in a living faith out of the old and into the new. To put off that sinful nature and to be dressed each day in the righteousness of Christ Jesus, that comes through God's grace, certainly. But he calls us to repent daily and recognize my need and live in that grace then to which I've been called. Do I really need to be set free from anything? What about... That spiritual bondage issue that I wrestle with every day. Lord, you know my heart's cry. Every day I simply find myself repenting of the same thing. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) I know I'm not alone in that. And yet, Lord, I want to be forgiven of that. And I am forgiven of that. And I don't want to live there either. Maybe I do need to be set free. And Jesus gets to the heart of it, doesn't he? He says, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. It's not your moral character. It's not your heritage. It's not your family line. That saves. Because sin makes us a slave to itself. The word there that Jesus uses is, is amartia. 
And what that means for us is that it's a com- it, it, it means to actually commit or the ongoing to co- keep committing commits a failure. This gets right to our human nature. It gets right to that which we have inherited in our heritage from Adam and Eve and my family members and yours that sin continues to be committed in its ongoing character as a trustee of the Lord's blessings of His kingdom in all the gifts that He's given to me as I fail in that, in, in the purpose that He's called me into His kingdom and I lay that aside each day to do my own thing, in, challenging, in the challenges of faith to trust Him, we're all in the same boat. We're all armateers. <laughs> we're sinners. And we need God's grace. You rob me. He, Jesus gets really specific, or the Father gets really specific, right? John read this in our first reading. How is it that that sin is, is particularly lived out then in our lives? And the Lord God would get really specific with his people. Malachi, allowing them to hear, you rob me. And you ask, how are we robbing you? And the Lord God responds, in tithes and offerings. In this one area, particularly, of managing life and all of its resources. You know what your heritage is? The Lord God says to the Israelites. You're robbers. You're thieves. You're not trusting me. You're not living as a trustee of my kingdom. And so this is what the heritage you're passing down to your children that I see in your heart. You're thieves. Wow. I don't want that heritage in my life, my family line. Do you? To be known as a thief or robber before the Lord God? Of course we don't. So help us, Lord. Free us from the spiritual bondage that keeps us locked out as a trustee of your kingdom. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, Jesus would remind them. If you're enslaved to sin, you don't have a place in my kingdom. But a son, okay, here we go, an heir, all right? We think about it as as heirs today, as, as sons were the only heirs in Jesus' day. For us men and women now as heirs, let's use the word heir. An heir belongs to the family, to the heritage, or as Jesus is leading us to, to the kingdom forever. So if the son, I almost put the in total capital letters, capital T, capital H, capital E, the, the son, who is Jesus, sets you free, you will be free indeed. God's grace alone, through Christ Jesus alone, by faith alone, to the glory of God alone, sets us free. (laughs) Gives us a new start, a new beginning, a new opportunity to climb up on our Father's hand when He says, trust me, you bet I do, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, a new opportunity each and every day to live in that relationship that we've been given as sons and daughters of the King. It's because of His grace given you in Jesus Christ. This is how the Holy Spirit claims us, identifies us. As we hear the Spirit living inside of us, this is what we know. It's because of His grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in Him, you've been enriched in every way. We lack nothing. So since we lack nothing in eternity... In the forgiveness of our sins and the new life that we've been given in Christ Jesus, why do I doubt that I would lack nothing here on earth in these days? When the Father says, do you trust me? 
we say, yeah, Lord, we do. Even when I can't necessarily see or I don't know the outcome. I trust you. Then let's go. And let's do this together. I'll catch you. I'll provide what you need. I'll give you all the strength of my spirit enriched in every way that you are to face the challenge. Let's go. To be a trustee then of the kingdom, of all of its resources, life and all the blessings, needs to live there, defined by God's grace through faith alone in Jesus Christ. That's who we are. That's what defines us. To trust Him in every situation, even in those times of challenge that we're faced with. To know that we don't lack any spiritual gift as we eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. That is His coming again. Until we wait for, as we wait for Him to come again, until that day, we lack nothing. No power is lacking. No trust is lacking. No strength, no faith, no resource is lacking. Because we're the trustees of the Lord's kingdom. He's given us all we need. In a few weeks, we're going to have an opportunity as a congregation to wrap all of this up as trustees of his kingdom into an opportunity to make a pledge. Oh, pastor, really? Do I have to again? Well, no, you don't have to. But it's good for you. It really is. It's good for us. It's good for us to write down, put down on paper, as we think through it, as we pray through it, as we write it out and see, this is how the Lord God, as a trustee of his kingdom, is challenging me. I can trust him. And, and, and we talk about the typical T's, right? Time, talents, and treasures, okay? Let's just use that as a framework. In all of those ways, it's not just about finances. It's about all of life and its resources. It's about my time spent in God's Word every day. It's about my frequency in worship and taking the Lord's Supper. It's about my witness of Him to the world, my neighbors, my family, my friends. It's about everything that the Lord has given me in in my gifts of using them for His kingdom and for uh, the, the blessing of those around me. Yeah, it includes finances too. Because I don't want to be known as a robber. Do you? And so we're challenged in these ways. One of those challenges that we're going to be talking about has to do with 250 for 250. 250,000 for our 250 anniversary year. To go above and beyond in the, in the, remo- the um, uh, uh, removal, in the paying off, let's put it that way, of debt uh, for uh, our mortgage that we have here. And to, to concentrate ourselves above and beyond our normal tithes and offerings and giving unto the Lord to reach a goal of 250000 towards debt reduction. We've already got 56000 from last April when we started. So nine months into this, or not even that, six months into this, we already have $56,000. Some of you have already committed to that. Those, those green envelopes that are in front of you in your, in your pew chair, uh, some of you have been using those faithfully already to giving towards debt reduction. So really, we're already at uh, 196000 194000 right? Is that my math right? Anyway, we're, we've already passed below the 200000 mark, as you already are committing on that. And, and when we get to that in a few weeks, you'll have an opportunity to trust, to step out in faith, take the challenge. <laughs> Some of you are getting an 8.5% Social Security raise. I wonder what you're going to do with that. 
Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, have you thought about it? Right? That's, that's blessing and gift from the Lord. Well, maybe that's a way for you to challenge yourself, ourselves. Step out in faith unto the Lord. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for us in the years ahead. I pray and hope, and I know you do too, that there's 250 or more years of anniversary celebrations for this place called Bethany, this fellowship and ministry called, called Bethany. To pass the truth down through that faith. And a reformation celebration of the truths that are, have been revealed for us to stand upon and build upon and carry down in our heritage. And to celebrate our history as God's people through our family lines, right? Hmm. The generations after us would, would know Jesus. We're going to have lots of challenges. And we're up to it. We're up to it because the Lord Jesus lives in us and defines us. And has already charted our future. So we stay on Him. We build on Him. We walk in His ways. For is He not our Lord? The Lord that has risen from the dead. Our Savior Jesus who forgives us our sins and claims us as His sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, heirs of the kingdom. Indeed He has. What a rich history we have. He will keep you to the end. Firm to the end. So that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord God is faithful who has called you into his fellowship with his son Jesus Christ our Lord. Happy anniversary, brothers and sisters. Happy Reformation, church. To God be the glory. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessing of this day to celebrate our heritage. But Lord, we're not celebrating just the heritage. We know that doesn't save. You save. And what you've brought us into is a a living relationship with Christ Jesus, our Savior, by His Spirit then, defining us as Your people into a heritage, Your heritage, into a a body of believers called Your Church, the Bride, and into the opportunities to exercise faith as a trustee of Your kingdom, that we face these challenges in confidence and trust in You. Wow, what a God You are, O Lord. And we thank and praise you for making your home in our hearts, for giving us this day to celebrate and worship you. To you be the praise, the honor, and the glory, for you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. 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 May the peace that passes our understanding so keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He who is faithful will keep you to the end, and he will fill you with all that you need to face the challenges as a trustee of his kingdom. Well. It's going to be exciting to see how he does that, isn't it? In Jesus' name.